Okay, so like we were saying, <coughs> uh, we're talking about order, Seder, how it's the thing that is going to um, ensure that all the other th- parts of our life kind of work together in unison. You know, you can have all the wonderful characteristics in the world, but if they're not unified in purpose, they're not going to be that effective. They're not going to be that transformative. So we're going to start here at the third Vad, and he's quoting a Gemara in Sota, or Saita, depends which um, pronunciation you like. And the Gemara says as follows, Amar Rava, Rava says, From the day that the temple was destroyed, each successive day, the curse is worse than the prior day. Shinemar, as it says in the verse, This is the verse uh, that's part of the Tochacha, I believe. Uh, let's see. That's right. Uh, in in Tisavo, when it gives us the admonition, <clears throat> what's going to happen? Jews, Jews misbehave. They get kicked out of the land. The temple's destroyed. And it's so bad that in the morning you just hope for the night. Like, when will this day be over? And the night's so terrible, you hope for the morning. And every day is successively worse. <clears throat> hey, Boker. So which Boker are we talking about? Which morning are we talking about? Elim or Boker de la If we say that the Boker means of the of the for, uh, of the forthcoming day forthcoming day so it means let's say Tuesday night you're waiting for tomorrow for Wednesday morning miyadamai hava who who knows um, what's going to be it means who who who's to say that that's going to be any better who says that that's going to improve right you say oh if only tomorrow morning would come well maybe tomorrow morning would be even worse than today rather Ella Ella says the Gemara de Chalaf the one that passed means at night you'll say, oh, it got so bad, if only it was only as bad as it was this morning. Mm-hmm. So why is the world, uh, means what's sustaining the world? If the world is just so bad and so terrible, what's going to uphold the world? A Kedusha de Sidra, on the, on the Kedusha, right, the holiness and we say the kedusha in, in a prayer, and Yeheshmei Rabba, the Agadata. Shenemer Eretz Afsek Ma'ofel Tzamavus Velo Starim Hayesh Starim Tofia Ma'ufal. Okay, so right, so that, that that's the Gemara. So essentially, um, it's saying that if there is seder, if there's order, then the 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 ofel, which is the murkiness, will dissipate. And he quotes Rashi here, Akedusha de Sidra. So he's saying that there's this idea that they established uh, the the prayer, in order that the entire nation should engage in this Torah study every day, and the scholars and the lay people, and um, and b'chein yehesh meiraba, the blessing that we say yehesh meiraba, varuch she'odem achar ha'agada. 
Essentially, they used to they used to have these, um, I guess these designated, um, these designated study that study that would happen, um, and one of them would be, um, it's called here kedush seder kedusha. It's essentially a certain a certain uh, a study session that they would have. And then they would have afterwards uh, a Kaddish, a, a blessing, right? The prayer. And every Shabbos, everyone would get together and they would study together. And afterwards, they would have a prayer. And that's the reason why, that's why the world is still around. Because public unity in Torah study. Fine. And this is like a precursor to the Dafyomi, where everyone's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, okay, so what are we trying to figure out what, what he's going to bring from this? Okay, so let's see what he says here. Kasher Beit Hamikdash Hayakayam. When the base minish was, when the temple was extant, Yarad Alam Shefa Rabshel Bracha Baharat Panim. The descended upon the world, wonderful influence of blessing, with uh, you know in a positive way. after the discussion, nistam hashefa This got uh, closed up. Hester and in in its place came Hester Panim. Hester Panim is kind of when God conceals his his face. And progressively throughout time. The darkness increases, and the mevucha um, uh, is the confusion uh, increases. That's regardless in political life or economic life, and so too in ruchnius, in spiritual life. In general, in, in specific elements. All this is because the sacrificial um, activities of the temple were seized, and that brought the Jewish people closer, and the world at large, closer to the Almighty. And that opened up a, a pipeline of blessing. Yeah, because of the carbonos, not necessarily because of, I mean, the base of the Mikdash meant there were carbonos, but it was that the carbonos was more the Ikra than the base of the itself. That's what he says. That's what he says. That the carbonos, they, they opened up a, a pipeline of, of, of bracha, of blessing for the whole world. But even though the temple's destroyed, right, we still, we're still around. The world's still standing. And with the absence of the worship in uh, in the um, in the temple, what's upholding the world? Right. So, Tarchu Chazal v'Chipsu minimum shal Torah v'Kedush Hashem hanoher b'chol Yisrael shabedalolam ravi l'tayim. Um, so the, the, the Chazal, they 
they, they worked hard to find what's the minimum of Torah that's kind of universal and ubiquitous amongst the Jewish people. And they found the, the, the two small um, seders that the people have, like repeating activities. The, the, the prayer of, of, that, that we say in the Volatzion. That has also the Targum, the translation. And the Kaddish, the Yehishmei Rabbah, that people that would say after the speech on Shabbos. And if, if we have um, Seder, if we have order, then we'll, we'll get rid of the darkness. So what he's bringing here is like this, is that you talk about like, you know, the temple and... We have sacrifices, and we have kind of the Jewish people in their in their best, situ- you know, best kind of situation, yeah. and that's and that's gone. Yeah. And now, what do you what do you have instead? Like, what's going to keep it all together? Well, these small little things that we do here and there, but but we do it every day, and you know, and we do it and we do it collectively, and it's kind of this 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 uh, nationwide. Uh, um, uh, Seder, like it's nationwide, everyone does of of Torah study and of and of prayer. Mm-hmm. Everyone could feel this. Betom yom at the end of an organized day, Then a person is like calm and uh, you know he feels good about himself. That the day. Um, that, that, that the day was full and it was successful. Ubiyoma de Pagra. I don't know what de Pagra means. Let's see. Shastarim Argilim Bitelim. So I guess it's like an off day when the regular Seder is 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 cancelled. Velohi still Sadera Smoaz and he did not um, he wasn't clever to make himself a Seder on that day as well. Hayama ver Bali Kachat Oblitat and the whole day is you know the whole day is disjointed and at the end you feel like you feel like you know you feel like you, you missed out on an opportunity was this a good day like did you accomplish anything today mm-hmm. you know that's uh, that's uh, a frustrating thought um, it, it would be if you met someone who is disorganized or, or you know, has uh, chaos in his whole life, <speaking in Hebrew> he doubts himself and he doubts his outlook, <speaking in Hebrew> he's busy with, you know, small little things that disturb his focus, <speaking in Hebrew> he doesn't see a future, <speaking in Hebrew> you see someone who's, who's di- you know, whose life is kind of in shambles, go and examine well, you know, what's his daily schedule? And you'll find out for sure that he's not organized. And without Seder, there's no, without uh, order, there's no Ratzon, there's no desire, there's no willpower. And is it such a shock, is it such a surprise that this person is submerged in darkness and is... Um, groping like a blind person in the afternoon. Okay. 
Ulakabedidan and regarding us. Yesh od Lamalot Khalal Rek. We have to still fill an empty void. Limot Seder. We already established in the previous Vadim to um, the imperative of establishing a daily routine. And more or less, we're going to observe it, adhere to it, hearken to it, adhere to it. But for Shabbos and Yom Tov, and I would add, probably for us, it's like Sunday. You know? Sunday, like you sleep in. And, huh? And. It's like, ah, oh, the kids aren't going to school, you know. Yeah. Why, why, why get out of pajamas, you know. Yeah. The whole day of <laughs> and, uh, and then you don't really accomplish much. And I'm not saying, saying, not saying that uh, relaxation is so terrible. But well, in, in Israel, it's like Sunday's a regular day. I know. Right. It's so oh, interesting. Like, like Motsi Shabbos, it's like, oh, I have to go to bed. I have work. Yeah. Cool. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's, crazy. it's, efficient. it's more life, you know. Yeah. Grocery shop. <laughs> yeah, I imagine, like, you could be promised to have forty percent more life. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. Forty percent more life. Yeah. Isn't that great? It's pretty great. And Shabbos, you just add Shabbos, becomes forty-nine percent more life. <laughs> So if we don't have any Seder, then specifically these most potent days for growth and transformation, and uh, we don't have it because we're not organized. Moreover, with complete uh, wasting of time. Um, so we should establish for ourselves uh, on these days as well. Yeah, of course, you should have menucha, you should rest and whatever. Um, rejuvenate yourself. And perhaps through this, we will taste the taste of Shabbos, which is that those that taste it merit life. I think it's very interesting. Um, one point that kind of jumped out at me from what he's saying over here. Um, so first of all, he's, he added another piece here that after a day where you're organized, you're like accomplished, you kind of feel good about it. You feel like you're, you know, you, you're, you're alive. You're, you're, you know, you're vibrant in your life. And the people that are, you know, like disorganized and don't, you know, don't have a life in order, it's literally because they don't have it in order. You know, there's no order. But to me, I found it very interesting that if there's no seder, there's no ratzon. Ratzon is a very heavy word. Um, because ratzon is essentially what motivates us to do anything. You know, what, what's going to guide us in life? Where are we going to end up? Wherever our ratzon, our will, is going to propel us to go mm-hmm. to, towards. You know, and the big problem that we may have is what if our ratzon wants us to do bad things? What do we do then? That's what we really desire. Yeah. What do we do then? That's a problem. Uh, but there is a solution. My grandfather would always say that that this, it's possible to even change what you want because a sustained, clear, 
uh, cogent uh, intellectual uh, analysis is able to change desires. Because yeah. if you if you recognize something so clearly, that kind of change that you don't even want. Like the people that they go to the doctor and they say, mm-hmm. "Oh, these are healthy lungs, and these are your lungs." Right, and uh, you know, and you'll die within a certain amount of years if you don't stop smoking. But he loves cigarettes, right? He loves he or she loves cigarettes. Well, but this kind of uh, impression is like, no, I don't love cigarettes anymore. I hate cigarettes. I want to, you know, flush them all down the toilets. Yeah. What do you mean? You you just loved it yesterday? No, but your recognition, your new information, changed your ratzon. But here he says that if there's no seder, there's no ratzon. Means if you don't have seder, then you don't have the crucial ingredient to propel you to do things. Yeah. And now, I, I don't know if it's causative or, or it's just if you really had the Ratzon, then you would organize it. I mean, it's not clear. He's saying, huh? yeah, I mean, you can sure see the way it's the, the, pleasure, the pleasure reading of it, which is that if you, in your mind, everything you have to do for the day, let's say, is all jumbled up and you have a bunch of things and you can't even think of what to do first. You'll get nothing done. You have no desire to really, you know, drive to do any one thing because you just know you have always things to do. See, nothing done. <laughs> you know, um, you need to say that in order, a person would do this and do this and prioritize what you have to do. Um, without that, you you almost really have no reason to do anything. Why? Because if you had the reason, you would you would prioritize that way. The, the reason, in the sense of a, a desire to get things done. It, the more things you have to do, and the more jumbled is in your mind, the more you just feel overwhelmed by how much you have to do. And you have, you have no desire to actually get started necessarily. In an extreme case, we all try to get some some you know uh, prioritization in our minds to figure out what to do and, and keep moving. But if you really feel overwhelmed from all the things you have to do and there's no state to do them, you don't do anything. You just sit around thinking how how much you have to do. Yes, <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'm only speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I made a list of kind of the big projects that I have in my life and how to like to allocate a certain amount of time to it per day and yeah. just to see how that would work. Like put on a, put on like a stop stop clock, because I you know some people have it easy because their 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 daily calendar is made for them by someone else. That simplifies things a, a little, or it makes the problem narrower. They only have like yeah. I don't know twelve or fifteen hours to yeah. take care college, of. You, you know you have the schedule. You have to be in this class at this time. <clears throat> right, so that makes it easier, but. Um, you know, so I have a certain rigid schedule, but I still have a lot of a lot more flexibility than most people, and that really affords me a, a, to do a lot, a lot of things. But if I'm not organized and I'm not measured and I'm not, you know, responsible with the time and with the planning, mm-hmm. nothing will get done. Nothing. Yeah. Well, or some stuff, the the bare not minimum, much, or yeah. not as much, not as much. Yeah. You know, even our office. I know we, uh, that's the biggest thing right now is trying to organize our office and, and everyone's tasks. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric hired Aaron Berger to like get in there and, and, and to make the schedule <coughs> organized because we really everyone had their own system. Stephen would write things down on, on a legal pad. Eric would type them into a computer. I would have these notes all over the place. You know, like no one really had it, any idea what anyone was doing. So um, yeah, so Ron Berger came up with this whole system and these programs where we now have everyone's Slack. Agendas. What do you guys have? Slack, Trello, boards. Trello. Yeah. yeah. We learned about Slack recently. He wants to implement that too. Slack's it's amazing. Like too much for what we have. We need. Yeah. <laughs> too organized. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Singer loves it. He like does all his work through his Slack. Thing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's like so much more gets done when you're organized and you have a clear uh, picture. Mm-hmm. So and, and the other thing that he said is that like this thing to us we think of it as like productivity. You know, it's really nice to have productivity. 
but it's not really the you know the core and the most important thing but he says well that's essentially what keeps us around the fact that we have that we stick to a certain schedule the fact that we're that's the Torah right? yeah well Torah as well of course but you know that's what's going to give us spiritual vitality yeah. uh, regardless but that that's what keeps us around we used to have a temple now we don't have a temple what, well, what do we have well the Seder that we have that, that's what you know, that, you know that's what maintains us as a nation mm-hmm. so very interesting okay it's into action otherwise it's just thought and then nothing is a reality like yeah. having a Seder making things organized and having tasks done it's not just an not just like you know those people like oh I have so much to do but like they're networking but like they're not really networking and doing anything because it's all just a larger idea when it puts it more into a physical form more happens it's mm-hmm. more reality mm-hmm. more integrated yeah but I think uh, you know uh, we could say the Torah study even though maybe abstract but it's still that's real that's tangible that's you know okay let's go to our, our other book